0: This is Defender Radio. Defender Radio is brought to you by the Association for the Protection of Fur-Bearing Animals.
1: It's the week of August twenty second, 2016, and this is Michael Howey welcoming you to episode 331 of Defender Radio. When it comes to skunks, most of us have one of two images in our head. The first is the stinky animal we avoid at all costs. The other... I am Pepe Le Pew. Everyone should have a hobby, don't you think? Mine is making love. Well, the other is a little unrealistic. The striped predators are surprisingly charming, playful, and loving animals from a distance. And as a common fur bear in urban areas, they can often end up getting into trouble. Fortunately, there are wildlife rehabilitators, like the Wildlife Rescue Association in Burnaby, British Columbia, who are always ready to leap into action to help critters that find themselves injured due to human activity. And to tell us more about skunks and some of the particular issues they face this time of year, we were joined by Janelle Vanderbeek of the WRA. So this time of year, we do hear a lot more about skunks. They, they're, they're getting very busy, they're moving around a lot, um, and they, they face a lot of unique challenges. But before we start talking about all of these challenges and some of the things people can be doing to help them, uh, I think we need to sort of address that we don't know a lot about skunks as individuals uh, compared to a lot of other animals because we always sort of want to run away from them. So uh, sort of from a species point of view, from a behavior point of view, who are skunks in Canada?
0: Skunks are quite um, quiet and shy in general. Um, you won't hear very often of people getting sprayed by skunks because people are usually quite aware of the striped symbols and what to do if you see a skunk. Um, you most often hear of dogs getting sprayed because they'll charge in head first and a uh, skunk will use its only method of defense to get away. Um, but these guys, they're they're active at night. Um, sometimes as their babies, as they're growing up and exploring the world, they'll be a little bit more active during the day um, when mom is having a nap, but they're, they're quite quiet. They're very nocturnal. They're really good diggers, not very good climbers. Um, but they're, they're great little curious little guys, not quite as mischievous as raccoons or other wildlife that we have in this area, but definitely neat little.
1: And one of the things I always found kind of amusing when I was learning about skunks for the first time was that the fathers are, are kind of jerks. They, they Will sire multiple skunk or skunkettes? I don't know. What's what's the fem? Is there a female word for skunk?
0: Um, well, that's in quite a lot of different wild animals. I believe raccoons will do the same thing. Um, that they they have skunks at least have rather small territories. So a lot of females will overlap in one area, and I believe males have a little bit of a larger territory than the female will, and he'll overlap a lot of females' areas, and that's his harem, as it were, um, of females.
1: And they don't get together and like conspire against him.
0: No, (laughs) they, they're having babies. That's what they're doing.
1: Um,
0: If, if he's a healthy male and he's taking care of his territory and, um, not taking up too much food from her, then she'll be fine with it. All
1: right. Uh, I won't judge. Um, and, and then when we look at the, the gestation period and uh, the birth rate and everything, how long does that process then take? Because I know that's that's sort of very different in a lot of these small mammals. It's
0: quite different. Um, usually we'll see skunks having, they have a bit of a longer gestation period, as it were. They'll have their babies um, in May-ish, and those babies will start to come out of the dens um, three months later, or two or three months later, in July and August. Um I I believe that they mate in early spring. Um, That's when we'll see them emerging from their dens. And then their young will start to emerge um, at two to three months of age. And the young will actually be independent fairly quickly with skunks. Um, They're independent or can be independent at three months of age when they're about the size of a football. Um, And then when they'll they'll actually come out during the day without their mom because their mom has been hunting all night, getting food for her babies. Um, And they'll come out and walk around and explore the area around the den. We actually had a denning family a couple of years ago here at Wildlife Rescue on site, not in care, um, that we would see the babies all the time during the day, but we would never really see the mom too much uh, because she was in there sleeping and the babies were in their safe space. They were within the vicinity of the den, but they weren't, weren't sleeping with mom because... She wouldn't be able to sleep if they were there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and you know it's interesting because I actually just had someone asking me about that. Um, there had been a trapping incident nearby, and they were worried that the mother of these young skunks might have been. And it sounds like the exact same thing. Yeah. So I, I was very curious as to whether or not the mom was just eluding the people.
0: Yeah, and and one of the one of the calls that we get quite often here at Wildlife Rescue is that. There may be skunks that are orphaned, um, but it is a, usually a scenario just like that. If the babies are alert, if they're walking around with their tails aloft, um, if they're doing well, they appear to be healthy, there's no flies or anything on them, most often mom is nearby, she's just sleeping or watching from behind a bush, something like that.
1: Well, it's good to know. Um, and one of the, the things that, of course, always comes up is the the smell. Um and I, I've written about this a couple of times, and people are often surprised that a skunk doesn't want to spray people.
0: They often are, and it's quite comical. Um, I'm one of the people who runs our Instagram account, and without fail, every time we post a photo of a skunk, we get asked how often we get sprayed. <laughs> um, and we don't actually get sprayed as often as you would think. Obviously, when animals are being handled, they think that their life is in danger, so they're going to spray because that's their last-ditch effort to save themselves. But with skunks, they are more likely to run away from you if they have the chance than to spray you. Um, young ones will be figuring out their sprays, so they may be a little bit more uh, easy to spray. But it's, they get about five or six good sprays before their tanks are empty, and it takes about two weeks for them to reload that. Um, so it's, it's not something that they use lightly because if they spray you and then they walk over and come across a bear... They're not going to have anything left to do. Um, They'll just have to run away and hope for the best. So they want to save that for what they believe is a real threat to their life. Uh,
1: And before they spray, they also have some uh, display behavior, which ironically reminds me of bears. Uh, with the the feet stamping. Yeah, they
0: have, yeah, the feet stamping, and they put their body in a horseshoe shape. And actually, depending on the species, um, the spotted skunks will actually do a full-on headstand or handstand before they spray. Really? Um, so they definitely will let you know before they're going to spray you. And that's why with humans, um, you see a skunk, you usually back off, um, depending on what you're doing. And you see a skunk, you see it stomping, that's definitely going to be a sign that you want to get away as quickly as you can.
1: <laughs> and then the spray itself, the, the, it's, it's an, ex, it, an excretion from the glands?
0: Yes, it's an excretion from the scent glands and it's actually very oily. Um, it's, uh, it's very difficult to get off because it is so oily. That's why it sticks onto your dogs and your clothes and everything for so long.
1: Um, well, and it's funny actually. I was uh, I was talking with someone who who recently helped rescue a skunk and uh, was noting that they got sprayed in the mouth, uh, which I I was just revolted by. But apparently, I was talking with Marcy, my coworker, who who was involved yeah. with uh, many wildlife rehabbers for a number of years.
0: Yeah, and, and she used to work here as well. Yeah, and she
1: was just kind of like, yeah, it happens. Um, so clearly I'm just a big wimp. But <laughs> uh, the other thing they said was that it, they actually thought it had an oily, garlicky smell.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like garlic and burnt rubber and a couple of other things in there. Um, but each skunk kind of smells differently. It kind of, I think, depends a little bit on what they've eaten, on the personality, personality of that skunk. Some are much more potent than others. Um, but when we get sprayed here at the hospital, it's kind of just like a, oh, you stink, and then we move on with it. Um, it's it's When we do get sprayed, it's not a big deal because it's something we come to expect working with them.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel as a writer, I may be a little used to different things. Um, and, and how uh, a question I need to ask, because this comes up all the time in dog forms and this and that, is the best way to get rid of that smell when you have been sprayed. And I feel like... at at a wildlife rehabber you guys are going to be experts on this
0: yeah so the best thing you'll want to do to get rid of the spray is um, four cups of hydrogen peroxide or three percent hydrogen peroxide or apple cider vinegar depending what you choose Um, a little bit of baking soda a couple of teaspoons full of baking soda and some dish soap Um, you'll want to use that baking soda rub it in nice and good into your dog or your hair or your clothes whatever you've got and then rinse it all off using that apple cider vinegar or hydrogen peroxide Um, It works quite well. We find also the commercial skunk smell removers work very well, Um, but if you're a homemaker and you want to make your own skunk spray removal kit, that's probably going to be your best bet. We don't necessarily recommend the tomato juice. Um, That's not something that we have found works very well. It's quite a lot messier to clean up as well once you've cleaned something with it, Um, and your bathtub gets to be stained a nice shade of red for the rest of your life. (laughs) But, yeah, we'd, we'd suggest the apple cider vinegar or hydrogen peroxide along with baking soda and a little bit of dish soap. All
1: right. I think the other thing, too, is you should probably hang on to that tomato juice for some Bloody Marys while making a formula, <laughs> right? right?
0: There's, a, there's a definitely a better use for that tomato juice. All
1: right. I'm glad that we agree on that. That's that's the professional opinion. <laughs> um, now, going into – skunk season i suppose uh you and i talked last year about this i have talked with other rehabbers this time of year it seems to be starting um now as you said the the young are emerging from the dense, they're starting to explore and i imagine in the next couple of months they'll start looking for their own territories as well um so what are what are the common issues that you see with striped and spotted skunks uh in, in burnaby
0: Our most common issues, at least at this time of year, are three things. We've got um, trapped skunks, um, different kind of trapped skunks, and poison skunks. So trapped skunks, the first kind, are going to be caught in rat traps. Um, We have three in care, I believe, right now that have had their paws caught in rat traps. Um, Two of them were just, at least two of them were just the regular um, plastic type that don't look like they're too dangerous. They kind of look like that crocodile toy that you play with at the dentist that you push on the teeth of.
1: Um, I have never seen them. that toy in my life.
0: Oh, you haven't seen that toy? Oh. Well, I'm going to
1: look that up right now while you continue to talk. <laughs> Classic
0: dentist toy. <laughs> toy at dentist. You push on the teeth and then one of them bites you.
1: Oh, look toy. at that.
0: Yeah, see, that's what they look like. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, um, we also get skunks quite quite often that have been poisoned or are showing signs of having been poisoned. Um, they get into either pesticides used in the garden that they're there were natural pesticides or skunks are natural pest controls. So they're going to eat your slugs. They're going to eat your insects that are eating at your garden. And if you're using pesticides on your garden, that will likely affect the skunks. Um, they do get into rat poison as well quite often. And then. Something else we'll we'll see in them is being hit by cars. I believe we have one in right now that has been hit by a car that had some internal trauma and is doing quite well. Um, he's hilarious because usually we'll see skunks at about 3 kilograms in weight, and he's 6. So he's about twice the size of a regular skunk. He looks like a giant teddy bear. Um, <laughs> and also, to our advantage, not to his, is that he's still working on healing his scent glands. Uh, so he can't spray us or hasn't sprayed us as of yet. That's good to, Knock to know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll talk later and you'll tell me all about how you got sprayed in the face, but um, yeah. now that you've said it.
0: And then the the last kind of traps we get is um, skunks can get their heads stuck in things. So this time of year, especially, and come September, October, we get lots and lots of calls. Probably, I think we get in about five a year of these skunks and we get more calls about ones that we can't catch that have their heads stuck in um, the dome-shaped plastic cup lids, so Slurpees, Tim Hortons ice caps, um, McDonald's McFlurries, whatever you can think of. If it has a sweet drink in it or something inside of the cup that the skunk may want to get to, those young skunks, are their heads are just the right shape and just the right size to get into that dome-shaped lid and then they freak out because their head is stuck in a small space, and they pull the lid off of the cup and are wandering around with just that lid stuck on their head. And because their head is shaped like an arrow, they can get their head into that cup, but they can't get it back out, their ears get in the way. So we get lots of calls about these little guys that we have to go out and chase around and try to catch them so that we can get those lids off before they cause any severe damage. Um, Another thing we get skunks with their heads stuck in is garbage bins. And Marcy was actually very helpful with this as well. She, um, I believe, lives in North Vancouver and worked with the city of North Vancouver to cover up the drainage holes on dumpsters. So dumpsters have lots of juices that come out of them, and those juices to a skunk will smell delicious. They want to eat them all. Um, So they'll stick their head in that nice skunk head-sized hole um, to get to the juices inside of the dumpster and will get stuck quite a lot of the times. Um, and people tend to notice because of the smell they'll spray because they're in distress and will call us it does take sedating the animal quite often and um, lubricating the neck to get the animal out safely and it is a wow. smelly process because we have to get uh, one of our rehabbers into the dumpster to control the head side and one of the rehabbers on the outside of the dumpster which can be just as smelly to control the body <laughs> side. So.
1: yeah I, it's 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 surprising how much they can get into Um, And it really seemed in the last year or two, those dome lids, uh, I know we talked about it and we we ran a bit of a campaign trying to get some communities and uh, manufacturers to change them because even if they just had a little perforated strip, so when pushed, it would break, would save so many lives.
0: or if they could make them out of that, um, I know the six-pack ring holders were just redeveloped as um, compost.
1: Yeah, or... They've also got the the fish food one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of options they could look at. But I I think the other thing is people don't necessarily understand. It's not just that they have this ring on their head, but that ring starts to cut into their neck.
0: Especially since it's usually the young ones that get that ring stuck on their head because the adults are a little bit larger. Usually their head won't fit quite so nicely through that hole. The young ones will get that. And as the months go by, the young one grows up um, and it grows into that ring. So that ring tends to cut. We've had them... It's better for the animal if it's just around the neck, but we have had them seat-belted, so around one of the arms as well, and that's usually not a good scene for the animal because it tends to cut into that muscle quite quickly. The edges on those rims are quite sharp, um, and it doesn't take much growing. It doesn't take much movement for the animal to become damaged by that um, lid.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, I think one of the other ones, and you mentioned this, is some of those rat traps that seem very innocuous because it's yeah. oh it's 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 uh, there there's the bait stations and then there's also the snap ones that are yeah. sort of inside black plastic, yeah. uh, and I actually had an adventure with a squirrel in my basement not long ago, uh, oh, right. uh, although my time studying wily e. coyote proved useful in that and using several <laughs> leashes, a GoPro camera, my cell phone, and a dog crate successfully <laughs> rescued him. But... That's how you
0: rescue animals. You just got to be more yep. wily than them.
1: <laughs> uh, plus i think he was a little hungry so
0: that yeah helps. <laughs> that does. Uh,
1: but the uh when you when you go to a canadian tire or home hardware or lowe's they've got these and they look pretty innocuous you figure oh the rat goes in and it dies but yep. there there is typically a snapping device in there and i remember you guys had i think it was a spotted skunk a year or two ago
0: yeah that uh, was, it was a, we don't get spotted skunks very often that was actually the only one we've got in the past at least four years since I've been here. Um, but he definitely, he had his foot caught in that trap and in a similar situation to the ones that we have here. Um, although different kind of trap, I guess the one, the spotted skunk that we had, unfortunately his foot, um, had been caught in that trap for quite some time. So the blood circulation was cut off and he, um, we had him in care. We had him on medications. We were hoping to get him back to normal, but because of the lack of blood flow to that paw, he ended up actually losing all of the fur and all of the skin off of that paw, which is kind of graphic and gross, um, but it was he only had bones left pretty much in that paw, and that's um, a lot of pain for that animal, first of all, and not something that he can survive with because skunks are excellent diggers and they rely on their paws to claw into the ground to get to their food. Um, so we didn't we didn't want to release him in that much pain and we didn't re- want to release him in that situation so sadly because of the way um the injury was because of what had happened to him the best thing we could do for him was help him pass along
1: yeah um and one of the things that we we often hear about is uh people saying oh there's skunks in my yard i don't know what to do um or uh, i i like skunks and i want to feed them um, and we, we, we have the general attitude, of course, that feeding wildlife is never good uh, because it can change behaviors and ecosystems. But for people who, who uh, either enjoy allowing skunks to sort of spend time in their yards or those who want to keep skunks out, uh, sort of two sides of that coin, are there things people can do to either sort of make it a safe place for skunks or uh, and, and other animals, I suppose? Or try and keep them away? They're
0: they're both very related questions. Um, So what you'll want to do if you want animals in your yard is to have lots of hidey spots for them to go to. So a nice log pile, um, having a garden that has food sources, natural food sources for them. um, So those slugs and those worms, those insects that they're going to naturally go for. Um, On the other hand, if you don't want to have skunks in your area, what you'll want to do is um, make sure the yard is as clean as possible, close cut your grass don't have any hedges or anything to hide in, Um, clean up any food sources, don't put a bird feeder out because that seed will come down to the ground and the animals will come to that. Um, So cleaner means less wildlife, Um, more trim means less wildlife, more areas to hide, more natural means more wildlife.
1: To learn more about WRA or get involved with their efforts, visit them at wildliferescue.ca and please consider contacting your local rehabilitator to find out how you can help the animals in your community. That's it for this week, folks. Until next time, this is Michael Howie for Defender Radio reminding you to stay informed and stay strong.